Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. So today we are going to be looking at how if we want to live our lives wisely, we need to understand the will of God. Understand the will of God. That on its own will position you to receive wisdom from God. And not just any kind of wisdom, but wisdom to live by. Say, understand the will of God. One more time, understand the will of God. And that we find in Ephesians 5 verse 17, it says, Therefore to not be unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is. So in other words, if you don't understand the will of the Lord is for your life, family, calling, you are not being wise. The good news, Bible puts it this way. It says, don't be fools then, but try to find out what the Lord wants you to do. It must not be, you must not live your life trying to make everything to be about what you want to do. But here the scripture gives us counsel. It says we must not be fools, but we must try at all times to find out what the Lord wants you to do. And here's where wisdom is hidden. Here's where wisdom is hidden. Jesus puts it this way. He says, He who hears my word and does it, he says he is like a wise builder. So in as far as God is concerned, wisdom is a very simple thing to access. You find yourself being wise even in the decisions that you are making just by simply hearing what the Lord is saying to you and doing it. It's as simple as that. It's just that sometimes as Christians, we overthink things. You see, there is what the Bible calls the simplicity of the gospel or the simplicity of Christ. We, with our overthinking, we complicate it. (laughs) Sometimes there are very simple black and white things in the scripture that when you simply take and apply in your life, that will make you the wisest person ever, as if it's nothing like that. You just simply took what the Lord said and applied it. It's as simple as that. The Amplified Version puts it this way, therefore do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. The Passion Translation, and don't live foolishly, for then you will have discernment to fully understand God's will. God's will. And where is the will of God? It is in his word. And Jesus says, do you want to be wise? Hear my word and apply my word. 
I have learned over the years in trying to give counsel to believers, whether it be about life, marriage, family, career, business, that when you try to give believers principles out of scripture, they want something deeper than that. It's like, it's almost like they're saying to you, you are not that smart, you know, you're just throwing verses at me. But that is where wisdom is hidden. The Bible says the scriptures are able to make us wise. It's just that, Tina, we want to be wise according to the wisdom of this world. We want to come up with fancy things. I remember one day listening to Bishop T.D. Jakes talking about principles of leadership. You know how, you know, especially as pastors or leaders, we, we want to uh, hear other leaders speak about principles of leadership. And sometimes I sit down and I listen to people and I was like, hey, yeah. You know, they come up with all sorts of things. And one day I was listening to Bishop T.D. Jakes teaching about leadership. And in his opening, he says something like this. He says, his leadership book is the Bible. He says, you can either get it from the Bible or get it from the people who got it from the Bible. It's just that they try to make it sound fancy. But in the scriptures is wisdom about life, wisdom about marriage, wisdom about family, wisdom about business, wisdom about the balantoni finances, anything and everything. It's just that sometimes we just choose to neglect the scriptures and go for the rhymes. And go for things just because issues, banbani. You know, it sounds deep if it's Mahatma Gandhi who said it. Or Nelson Mandela. We as believers should hold the will of God in the highest regard in our lives. We need to practice living our lives and making everything to be about the will of God. Is it the will of God for me? Let me tell you, that is going to save you a lot of headache and heartache. Just to make everything in your life to be about the will of God. Ask yourself this one thing. Is it the will of God for my life? That is going to save us heartache and headaches. When the Lord Jesus Christ was talking to the disciples, they came to him, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. You remember that? Matthew 6. Lord, teach us to pray. And as he is outlining or giving them an outline of how they are supposed to pray, there is one line that he adds there. He says, pray this. He says, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Let me tell you this, person. that's the greatest prayer you can ever pray in your life each and every day. For the will of God to prevail in your life. He says to them, Man tandaza, <coughs> 
Tandazela, the will of God. Lord, let your will be done in my life. Uzbope, build a prison of God's will in your life. Ask God, beg God, for me to serve any other will in life. Even when I want to. Remember, even Jesus Christ himself, he had a will that was opposing God's will for his life. And Jesus paused and prayed this prayer. This was Jesus, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. The word that was the flesh and all of those things combined. He says, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. That's how he felt at that point. He felt like, here's something that you want me to do. I don't feel like doing it. It's awkward. It's painful. It's inconveniencing. But listen to the context of his prayer. If it is your will, if it is your will, so in other words, at this present moment, it's not about how I feel. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel like giving God the peace of your, of your mind? Like, just tell him how unreasonable he is. Just like, there are things that are happening in my life. It seems as if you are not aware of. And I need to just unpack this situation. And then halfway into the prayer, realize that he knows everything. It's like, uh, tell me about it. It's that engagement that Job had, you know, and God had to come down and say to him, dude, listen, who makes the sun to set and to rise and, and all of those things, you know? So, so Jesus says, Lord, if, if it is your will, it's like at this moment I have this thought, but the, I love the context of his prayer. He does not say remove this thing. He says, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. If it is your will. But he says, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That kind of prayer will save us from making so many different mistakes in our lives. That even when you feel like, you see, at this moment, it goes, all the signs, all the signs around this matter are saying I should go for it. All the signs are there. It's like, I, I, I don't understand how can a loving God and a loving Father like you, have you, have you ever come up with a theology of trying to, in your mind, you're thinking you are convincing God, but you are trying to convince yourself how justified you are in your actions and in whatever it is that at that point you want to devour. Because there are many things to be devoured in life. And you quote all the scriptures, you, like, you, you want to make it make sense. But somewhere, somewhere in you, somewhere deep within this, that thin small voice that is trying to say to you, that's not God's will for you. Amen. That's not, it's like, and, and everybody else around you, they are saying, my man, this, I mean, all the signs are there. 
But when I, deep down in your knower, you know. And, 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 and we, we are then forced, unfortunately, to traumatize ourselves with trying to figure things out, to think about things that we have no business thinking about. Because pursuing or praying for the will of God in our lives will help us, Bazalon, in making the best and the wisest decisions concerning our lives, marriages, families, careers, and so forth and so on, as we are going to see in just a moment. Because pursuing the will of God automatically removes certain choices from the table. It's like, at that moment, you know, there are certain things that I have no business considering. Because sometimes we are traumatized by choices that are available. It's like you, you wish out of these 15 choices, if only I had two, I was going to choose from these two, take one. But sometimes the choices are too many. And what the will of God does, I'm going to give you an example in just a moment. What the will of God does, it reduces the list. Let's, let's, let's look at, who's this guy? Solomon. No, no, not Solomon, the other S, Samson. You're, you, I'm the only one who gets confused between Cain and Abel. I have to first sing the song, and then I know, oh, Cain is the one who killed his brother. <laughs> Samson. Samson was going to be used by God in a very unique way. Right? And when his mother was still pregnant, God gives his mother instructions. Says, hey, Samson. In fact, God says this to, to, to his mother. This child that you're carrying is going to be a Nazarene. You are, not, you are not going to cut his hair. He's not going to touch anything dead. He's not going to drink any wine because of the Nazarene vow. That's God's will for Samson. It has reduced the list of choices in his life automatically. While for everyone else, it was okay. You can have the haircut like me. It's like me, I don't have to think about it. I, I will wake up early in the morning, I'm going to cut, but... Samson knows I don't have that option on the table. I don't have that option on the table. When people are seeing dead things on the streets, Samson knows I don't have an option in as far as that is concerned. It's off the table. So if as a child of God, you are always praying about the will of God. You are always reading the word with that mindset of saying, what is the will of God? You know, you know, as a child of God, as a young girl, who gone out of Abafana Abai 10, Abakshelai. 
Just the will of God for your life can just reduce that list to two. As a matter of fact, it can cancel it all. Just by considering the will of God for your life. There are certain things that you have no business thinking about. You have no business praying about, here is this guy, he's not saved. You, you want to bother God with, with that prayer item. You, you want to hear from God, like, like here you are, you are stressed. You are trying to hear from God whether or not you should go for this guy. Oh, Lord, speak to me. It's like God is sitting in heaven. What more do you want me to say? I've already said, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. I've already said it. What more? So, so many of us are trying to convince ourselves that no, God might want me to. There are many people, there are many young ladies in the church who are mistaking marriage for evangelism. They will never join the J316 team to go and evangelize. But somewhere in their minds, they think they can use their marital forces to win a soul. Why must it take a marriage to win a soul? I will preach. Sorry, I didn't mean to go there. So there are certain things in life that if we can just consider God's will, just by considering, there are certain things that you will not, do you know how painful to think is? Like to sit down and try to figure something, it, 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 that on its own, it will give you a headache. So you can save yourself the headache of just sitting in a corner trying to figure things out on yourself. And just simply saying, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you with my life. I'm going to trust your word that everything that you say in your word concerning my life, it is a fact, it is true, and I'm going to redefine or redesign my life in line with what you've said in your word. Let me tell you, take it from me, ne? just because I said what I said earlier about somebody who is not married and, I mean, a Christian Maybe you are sitting down, you are offended, you know, and you are saying, "Man, fundis, how can you say something like that?" Na bobaya tizeva ngosiam. It's okay, you know, but but I've been in situations where I'm sitting on the other side, and I'm being asked the question, "Man, jamfundisi, agazi ubate uti bona bayasaba so njengoba sengshatelela so ufuna ntini ufuna I mean." What, what, what do you want me to say? Because you should have asked that question before you said, I do. But when it's time for the altar, how are you going to deal with that situation? Life decisions sometimes get to a level where they become so complex.
It's in the word. We, it's in the word. It's going to be a bit tense this morning. <laughs> Just persevere. Just say amen. And just say, afani. We don't know what's wrong with him. Just, just, just. But it's it's gonna be a bit tense. I'm going to close in just a moment. That's why, Vuyi, I gave my wife an open door. I said to her, the day I cheat, leave me. It shortens, she does not have to, to go to the mountain to go and pray about it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It is because Jesus has already said it. Yeah. Jesus already said it. Amen. Said if, if one of you commits adultery, that's a license, that's a certificate for you to leave this person. So I said to her, you have nothing to think about. The day I cheat, go. I'm also saying, I'm dealing with the notion, Eti, I cannot think I cheat. <laughs> because some of you Christians, you have convinced yourself that it is normal. Hallelujah. I cannot think I cheat. Icon, you are looking at one. You are looking at one. So, bro, what are you talking about? I cannot think I cheat. And, and you, you, probably you are married to one. It's just that in your mind, you, 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 you want to sort of indirectly allow him or her. Listen, the, the, the will of God will solve many problems for your life. Just the will of God. Just the will of God. For me, if today somebody can come and offer me a job offer, and, and, be, and give me a good job offer, good salary, good package. You are going to have to drive this car. We are going to give you this house. Uh, here's how much you, you are going to earn um, as long as you resign from being a pastor and come and work for us full time. I don't have to go to the mountain and pray about that. Amen. Yeah. I, I don't have to say, I'll think about it. There and there on the spot. I'll be like, no, thanks. Why? It's not the will of God for my life. Amen. It might be the will of God, Samson. It might be the will of God for everybody else to cut their hair, touch their things, but attend a pray every day. It might be the will of God for them, but for me, there are certain things that we, we have no business praying about. Amen. We are just burdening ourselves. Listen, life decisions, sometimes they get complicated. Like, it, it's difficult just to... Think about certain simple things. Oh, if you are married, ne? especially if you are a man, you will know Masanab. Sometimes your wife will ask you questions. It's like she wants to make a decision. <laughs> but for some odd reason, she can't make that decision. She wants to put pressure on you as the husband to make it on her behalf. I'm like, hi. <laughs> no. My wife always says to me, you know, I'm like, I wish you at this point in time. That's your decision. You make it. Why? Because it's not easy. Sometimes it, it's just a simple thing 
So it's just, just choosing a color and lipstick sometimes. Yeah. A simple thing like that. But it will take her 30 minutes to decide. So I'm like, at this present moment, at this particular juncture, I have no comment. <laughs> Comrade, I don't have any opinion. Both those lipsticks are fine because I know that I will choose the red one, she will put on the pink one. Because it's not, you, you can think making life decisions is easy. It's not. It's not. It's, it's like, I see, I, I'm subjected to that each and every day of my life. I'm like, this woman, at some point, it's, it's like I am, I am her engine or her brain. It's like, take my brain, because now you, you, all the time I'm subject, do you know how painful it is to make a decision? I'm thinking, take anything, pants and a t-shirt and just choose, put the thing on and just let's go. <laughs> like she has four attires and pitted. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why, why? I'm like, why? And they have more clothes than us. They have more options. You see, more options is a problem. Mina, I have few options. Few options. I only have, if I, and, and, and I am indirectly a minimalist. Indirectly, I'm a minimalist. It's like, I can wear so many black and white attires. That's it, it's simple. If I go to the wardrobe, black pants, white shirt, or black and white shirt, or black shirt, simple, black and white shoes, black shoes, navy, nothing complicated. She's looking for shoes that can match with a bag, with a belt, I'm like, oh. Because life choices are not easy. But when you Factor in the will of God. God says, let me, let me just relieve you. Of In other words, God says, it will look as if you are wise. But you are not necessarily wise. You just choose not to consider certain options that are before you. Because this life is full of options. This life will give you, as you wake up early in the morning, when you are singing, there's probably a hundred options every day to say yes to somebody. But the will of God can just reduce that list for you. Just the will of God for your life can reduce. Even if somebody wants to get me, you have 10 people, I hope that's not the case. You have 10 people in the church, they want to marry you, just considering the will of God for your life can reduce that list. I'm called. I'm called. Before I got married, let me tell you this free of charge. You don't have to pay for it. <laughs> Before I got married, there was a single sister somewhere who said she, she loves me. And she did. I mean... I was singing, and she did. I mean, I looked, one day I looked at the way she was crying. I thought, oh, shame, she, she really does. 
was like, wow, she's like sincere, she's genuine. And I said to her, look, I understand you, my sister, but hear this. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be too complicated for you. I'm called. I'm a pastor. There's, I'm not going to be a businessman one day. So you're probably looking at what you are looking at today. You're thinking, wow, this guy, you know. I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm going to bore you to death. I'm going to be talking about Bible most of the time. Church. I'll either be going to church, coming to church, or at church. Everything around me is just going to be about ministry calling. So I'm going to frustrate you. Why was I saying that I was considering the will of God for my life? And it helped me to say no to her. Before even considering love. Just the will of God. Just the will of God. Let's not even talk about love or how you look and whatever the case may be. Because many of us, we choose according to what we see with our eyes. And compromise the will of God in the process. There might be a brother in the church that when you can link the will of God for your life and the will of God for his life, a beautiful marriage can come out. But because we are too fancy, too carnal in our thinking, disregarding the will of God, we are missing out. We are missing out on great things that can happen. So here Paul says as I close, for you to live wisely, he says, understand the will of God understand it how it operates how it functions understand the different facets of the will of God listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 3 verse 5 chapter 3 from verse 5 and 6 trust in the Lord with all your heart he says and lean not on your own understanding right in all your ways acknowledge him he says and he shall direct your paths do you see how easy it is in anything that you do in your life, acknowledge God. Then he says, when you do that, he will direct your paths. So I don't have to even direct my own paths, make my own decisions. All that I need to do is to acknowledge God and his will for my life, fully trusting him. Some of us, we are Christians, but we don't trust God. We don't trust God in a sense of, not even in a sense of, can he do this for me? Or can, we don't trust him that he can make better decisions for us. It's like, hey, go in your Israel and don't show you, but hey, I'm a brother. I'm a sabafun. You see? That's, that's the question of not trusting God. It's a question of when God says, here's what's safe for you. We're going to say, hey, God, no. This life is not about what we insist on. Somebody once said a statement many years ago, and I got offended by it, but the more I grew. Have you ever been told the truth about something? It offended, it, 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 like it brought offense. You were offended by it. But the more life happens, the more true that statement becomes. It's like, hey, but I didn't see it. This man said, in life, you don't have to be happy. That's what he said. He said, you, why must you fight to be happy? He says, this life is not about being happy. Aha, I was like you. 
As you are looking at me like this, I was like, why? We, God wants us to be happy. And yes, it's true. But in most cases, we, how can I put this? We, we, we fight and make mistakes in the name of trying to make ourselves happy. Only to find that we don't know that behind that decision, there's sorrow, there's grief, because that decision on face value, it was promising you happiness. And we made a decision based on the promise on face value. But behind it, there was sorrow, there was pain, disappointment, hurt. So if you truly trust God, you are just going to say, anything that I want to do, any decision I want to make, first let me acknowledge Him. The fact that God has a will for my life and sometimes His will is not going to make you happy. Just like Jesus. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours. In other words, Jesus was saying, at this particular moment, I have a will, which is to remove this cup away from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. It's not, it's not making me happy, but temporarily, temporarily, I will go for your will. I might be unhappy about it, but behind it, there's joy. True joy. True joy and satisfaction. That, you see, the blessing, when the Bible says, the blessing that makes rich and adds no sorrow. The kind of a blessing that will make you sleep at night. I lay, when's a young kid and then at the end realize what the and many of us we are not even bold enough to go back to God and say God I'm, I'm sorry <clears throat> let me close with this Barcelona. I know I've been saying I'm closing number one the will of God is for the sincere if you are not sincere in your heart, forget about the will of God. Ephesians 6 verse 6, not with eye service, it says, as men please us, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. So if you want to consider the will of God for your life, religious hypocrisy is not going to help you. Because people who consider the will of God for their lives, these are people who are going to say I trust God with my life even if I have to make decisions that look stupid Luke 7.30 says but the Pharisees and the lawyers and remember Jesus called the Pharisees hypocrites and Luke 7.30 says but the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the will of God. So if you, you are not sincere, you'll be confronted with certain decisions that will demand that you acknowledge God in your life. But it will be easy for you to reject it. Number two, the will of God 
positions us for God's calling for our lives. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 1. Paul, he says, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. So sometimes when you pursue the will of God that is already written in your life, it is drawing you closer and closer to your calling. God's calling for your life. You don't have to go to the mountain to hear a voice that is going to say, I am calling you an apostle. It's just pursuing the will of God every day. Will of God. It separates you and it takes you to what God has called you for. Number three, the will of God regulates your movements. Romans 1 verse 10. Making request if by some means, now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. So Paul was saying, I'm not just going to come because it's my decision to make. I have to find a way in the will of God. In other words, if God allows, he orchestrates things. I, I love in, 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 in East Africa, um, not East Africa, West Africa, they always love saying, God willing, I will see you tomorrow. God willing, this is going to happen. God willing, because they know that it's not really about me wanting to do this but it's also about God allowing putting circumstances together that are going to allow for that particular thing to happen so in other words if I consider the will of God for my life I'm not just going to wake up one day and say uh, I'm, 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 I'm moving it has to be within the will of God are you just going to sleep, wake up and decide ah, ah, I'm, I'm just going to go and stay in such and such a place you need to consider the will of God that move, what else is it interrupting in, in, you know sometimes you can to you it can just be relocation to you, I'm just relocating but only to find that it is affecting the major things concerning because for all of us, there is a place called there. Psalm 133, Behold how wonderful and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It is like a precious oil poured upon the head of Aaron, flowing down to the beards, down to the skirts. And then he says, And there, I command a blessing. There. He says to the prophet, When the brook dried up, says, Arise, go to such and such a place, and there I have provided a widow for you. For all of us, there is a place called there. So the will of God regulates your movements so that when God is looking for you, Adam, where are you? For all of us, there is a place called there. <coughs> it's the will of God. Some of us are staying in places we don't like. But the will of God... So the will of God must shape our prayer lives. If you want to pray accurately, your prayers must be about the will of God. Colossians 1 verse 9, For this reason we also since the day we had it, do not cease to pray for you, he says, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So every day make it your responsibility to pray the will of God for your life. The things that God has already promised, the things that God has already written, pray them over your life and pray that your heart will always be filled 
with the knowledge of his will. Ask God, say to God, fill my heart. May I meditate on things that are in your will. That are not in the will of God for your life. And how do you do that? By constantly praying. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, say, let your will be done. So every day, there has to be a prayer item. God, let your will fill my heart with the knowledge of, may I be able to know what your will is for my life. Each and every day, it will help. Number five, the will of God leads us to live pure lives. First Thessalonians 4 verse 3, and I think even though they are eight, but I'm going to end with this one. It says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. That's the will of God. Your sanctification. So for me to live a separated holy life, it's not really about trying to be super spiritual. It's the will of God for my life. Then it says that you should abstain from sexual immorality. It's the will of God for my life. It's like you decide as a young man, as a young woman, even after you are married, that should be my mindset. It regulates and it governs how I carry and conduct myself. This is the will of God for me to be sexually pure. It's the will of God for my life. For me to live a sanctified life. It's the will of God for my life. I'm not trying to be relevant. I'm not trying to be super whatever. It's the will of God for my life. It's the will of God for my life. I am... <laughs> I'm choosing to be like a fool to other people. Why? It's the will of God for my life. I, I don't have any clever explanation. I, 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 I'm not going to give you a woke, uh, you know, narrative about it. It's the will of God. It's the will of God. Uh, uh, to be, to be, Sexually pure. You know, listen, listen to it in the Amplified Version. It puts it this way. For this is the will of God, that you should be consecrated, separated and set apart for pure and holy living, that you should abstain, right, and shrink from all sexual vice, that each one of you should know how to possess, control, manage his own body in consecration. Purity separated from things profane. And honor, it says, not to be used in the passion of lust like the heathen who are ignorant of the true God and have no knowledge of his will. So in other words, says, learn how to manage your body. Control your passions, your desires, it says. It's the will of God. When the world is saying something different, we know what the will of God is. Amen. For me to live a sanctified life. Sexually pure, it says. That's the will of God for my life. When your friends are asking you, but how come? You, you don't have a girlfriend, how come? You, 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 are, you, are, you are not sleeping around or whatever. It's the will of God for my life. I don't have any other clever or smart explanation. It's the will of God for my life to remain pure. It's the will of God for my life. It, it will save you a lot of heartache. 
You see, I, I always, and I'm not going, I'm not saying this Masalani, in a bad or negative way. I know sometimes circumstances are different and God has a way of redeeming things. But sometimes I wake up every day, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I get to live with my kids, my only kids here at home. Like I, I don't have to deal with any other external drama out there, whatever the case may be. And I'm not saying if you have that situation, you know, I know circumstances sometimes, but I'm sure you will acknowledge how sometimes it can be so stressful. It puts pressure on your current marriage. And I'm grateful every day. And it, it did not come because I was smart. I was just pursuing the will of God for my life. That's it. If you were to sit me down and say, how did you make that decision? I didn't know even the bigger picture of it. All I was doing was to pursue the will of God. I knew that God does not want me to, to sleep with anybody before marriage. And I kept it at it. Why? It's the will of God for my life. I did not have any nice, you know, thing that I can present to anybody. I, I don't have it. It's just the will of God for my life. Simple. Will of God for my life. Will of God for my life. Uh, <laughs> because even We spani king. Spani. Yabo mozo 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 shada. Ube nama issues ekfanyu tili na onga pandi. Spani. Because you will be a liar every day. Every day. Uzu kambela matana baka manga. Utewe ya storo kanta. Uye storo ya hotela u. Complicated, very complex. And the will of God will save, save you that headache. Simple. Now, hey, man, hey, the LGBTQ, QQRS community, what, what about it? Listen, the will of God solves that problem for us. He says, this is how God wants you to live. So if you ask me, Fundis, is it right or wrong to be gay or whatever the case may be? I, I, I don't know. Let, let me just read you what the scripture says. It says, this is how God wants you to live. As his own people, he wants you to be completely good. So you must not have Sex in a way that is wrong. It's the Bible. It's not me. First, First Thessalonians chapter four. Lord, but in the easy translation, it says you must just not have sex in a wrong way. So, whether or not you go right, I I I can't answer that. I can't answer that. I don't know. What I know is that the Bible says the will of God is for me not to have sex in a wrong way. So in other words, there is a right way of doing it and there is a wrong way of doing it. It's, it's the will of God. It solves many complicated things that we find ourselves in today. It's just, it's just as simple as that. He has the scripture. It's the will of God to be pure. And, and it continues to say, each of you men must learn to rule his own body properly. 
So in other words, in the same way, I need to rule my body to tell it to wake up in the morning, go and exercise. In the same way, I'll rather be single for the rest of my life. But all I know is that God said, I see you with my, it's the will of God. So, so why are you doing it? Why are you choosing to think like that? Uh, it's the will of God. I don't have any other reasonable explanation that I can give you. It's the will of God for my life. It's the will of God for my life. So are you homophobic? No, I'm not. I will talk to anybody who, who is anyhow. I will embrace them or whatever the case may be. But the will of God for me and for that person for that matter is for them to live a sanctified life. Sexually pure life. Married or unmarried. Just carry yourself in a certain way. It's the will of God. It reduces options. I know that that is not an option. It might, I, I might have complications in my body, but I know that this lifestyle is not an option. It's the will of God. It reduces options. It's like, oh man, what about Mangabe? You know, medically or biological? No, I, I know all of that. I understand that. But this lifestyle is not an option. It's off the table. How? It's not biological. It's not whatever. It's the will of God. It says this is not on the table. Does not matter how you feel. It's not on the table. It's not on the table. It's not, it's not an option. Let's stand on our feet. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.